0: assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh brothers and sisters welcome back to another session of our friday night live program um, that we kind of it's a, it's, it's a, it's a off version of our saturday night live that we have in america but more spiritual hopefully inshallah uh, once again we are we are joined by some exceptional guests from different parts of the world uh, from different parts of america one of our dear friends, Shuyukh, who is a founder of an institution in California, Sheikh Hamza mehtar will be joining us. And we're also joined by a world-renowned Nasheed artist who does other things as well, but one of his one of his many talents is that he recites poetry in the Urdu language. Yesterday, we had it in the Arabic language with Mu'ad al-Nas, and hopefully the, the crowd that speaks Arabic enjoyed that. And even those that didn't speak Arabic were able to enjoy the melodious tone that he was reciting his poetry in. Um, sometimes... The language is not—you don't need to understand the language to have an effect in your heart. This is why many Sahabas didn't understand Arabic, but the Quran still penetrated into their hearts. The condition was not that they understood Arabic; the condition was that their hearts were soft. So, JazakAllah Khayr for joining, and as you're joining, please say Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh because you know that's 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 necessary. Without that, we can't start the program. Say As-salam and Inshallah. We'll let the ball roll. We'll begin with uh, some Quran recitation, inshallah, from there on, the rest of the program will get going. This is a special edition, it's called the Hajj edition because Sheikh masmadi will also be on and they'll be continuing their uh, virtual journey through Hajj, inshallah. Ta'ala. Bismillah. Assalamu
1: alaikum
0: to Allah. How are you doing? Alhamdulillah. are you, Alhamdulillah, So, for the crowd, you might remember him from Ramadan. Him and um, Qarini al-Huda recited the entire Qur'an. And uh, if you have your children part of the Miftah talent, you might remember him from there. Uh, if you have any complaints, please tell me, you know, so we can take care of him. You know, if he's late at all. <laughs> no, mashallah do a great job with, with all of your kids. So, Inshallah, he's he's back on campus. He's joining us from more in Michigan next to me. Idris, you ready? Alhamdulillah. What are you yourself? reciting for us today? I'm reciting from Surah Ar-Rahman. Oh, okay. Let's, let's do it, big guy. Inshallah. Bismillah. Okay. <laughs>
2: أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم one who is خلق الإنسان علمه البيان الشمس والقمر بحسبان والنجم ألا تطغوا في الميزان واقيموا الوزن بالقسط ولا تخسروا الميزان والأرض وضعها للأنعام فيها فاكهة والنخل ذات الأكماش والحبذ العصف والريحان فبأي آلاء ربك خلق الإنسان من صلصال كالفخار، وخلق من بينهما ma bernzach يبغيان، فبأي آلاء fa تكذبان؟ يخرج منهما والمرجان. فبأي ألاء the one وله the one في البحر كالإعلان. فبأي ألاء ربكما كل من عليها فان ويبقى وجه ربك ذو الجلال والاكرام
0: صدق الله العظيم ما شاء الله تكبير you guys know how we do it with the virtual takbir allah akbar say ma sha allah please edris we could sit here all day and listen to you complete the recitation of Surah rahman and all of us would enjoy it. May Allah bless you, your parents, and of course your teachers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and continue to give you the best of both worlds. JazakAllah khair for joining us once again. And for those that want to learn, your kids to learn from him, and so on and so forth, we have our Mifta Talent Program that will be continuing in the fall. Um, you know, keep inshallah, stay tuned on our pages, on our Facebook page and our email list. Inshallah, you'll see an update. Um, so please say Mashallah and say salam to him as he leaves. So we move forward in our program, and here we have as alaikum Wa
3: Alaikum Assalam, wa Rahmatullahi
0: wa barakatuh. How are you, Habib, brother? How are you? I'm fine. How are you? We have brother Aqib Farid joining us from... Uh, can you tell us where you're joining from, Habibi? From Islamabad, Pakistan. Oh, there you go. You're joining us from Islamabad, Pakistan, you know... Uh, Pakistan, bad. Oh, Bajay, why are you, I, I wasn't going to say that. I was just... I wasn't going to keep it mellow. <laughs>
4: MashaAllah, when I heard you're joining us, mashaAllah, ahlan wa sahlam, marhaba Thank you so much, al- it's an pleasure for
3: me to be part of this session
4: Alhamdulillah, we're, we're, also, we're also, what, what time al- is it al- in Islamabad right now? Sorry? What time? Uh,
3: it's 6.30 a.m. approximately Wow, yeah. mashaAllah,
0: today is Saturday morning there, right? It's, it's Saturday morning right. yeah. How is COVID over there? Is, getting, is, it, is it okay? Is it rough?
3: No, now it's uh, getting low, it's decreasing, mm-hmm. alhamdulillah
0: just a quick background of Brother Aqib, yeah, he was a youngster who was involved in, in creating music, he was an artist, and then Alhamdulillah, he, he, had, um, he had a change of heart, like how but many of our artists, like Brother... Uh, like, Jan- me, like, like me, <laughs> like me. Like, like Sheikh Abdullah, right, yeah. like Brother Junijan J- Jam, Rahimahullah, Brother Umar Isa who joined us recently, many of these artists, Allah subhanahu wa taala, it's not like what they're doing is, you know, it's not what it is permissible, not permissible, it's about where they feel like they're more valuable. And Brother Aqib felt like he was giving more value to the world by reciting poetry about the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the love of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And as the days of Hajj and Sheikh Abdullah, Sheikh Mas Ali Muhammad, are taking us through a virtual deep dive of, of the journey of Hajj, now he will be reciting some poems on Madinatul Munawwara and Ka'batullah. I think it will take us to a euphoric level, inshallah.
4: I have a question. You know, earlier earlier we had uh, someone from Australia who liked to like rap and stuff like that. Who mm-hmm. was that? Kamal Saleh. Kamal Saleh. He liked to rap and stuff like yeah. that, and we introduced him to uh, Brother Shady that lived here. Yeah, he lived here. You were a singer, Brother uh, Aqib, you were a singer, and can you tell us a little bit about your background in, in music and and how wh- what was your your peak in the music industry and then how you changed your life? Uh, basically, when I was in grade 8, uh, a friend of mine, uh,
3: he brought his guitar in the class and he started to play uh, uh, a Michael Jackson song, Billie Jean. So he was gathered by all the students and everyone was so impressed. So that day I decided that I'm going to learn the guitar and I'm going to sing as well. (laughs) So so that day I devoted all of my time into singing. And then I realized that to become a good singer, I need to present my voice in a good manner. So I started to learn the audio uh, recording and the production. I really uh, enjoy doing that as well. I still record all of my sheets myself. So uh, then there was this show Pakistan Idol in Pakistan and I got I, got, I got it's, selected. It's like, in
4: that Pakistan well. Idol is like American Idol here. There.
3: Yeah, uh, part of it, like, just like American Idol. Mm. So I used to perform in different colleges and uh, universities in my city. I wasn't that famous, but I was getting, uh, like I was did, getting to perform on Pakistan Idol. I, after Bucks and Idol.
4: Okay. I mean, I, I mean, got, I mean go ahead. Go
3: ahead. So, in, uh, I think in 2019, uh, not uh, sorry, two years before, three years before, I guess, then I thought that, you know, this isn't as uh, our brother said, uh, it is not bringing that much value to my life. So, and it was meaningless as well. And I thought to myself that even if I become what I want to become, the end is death. So, uh, Will it benefit me after my death as well? And I was really inspired by Michael Jackson as well. So once I was uh, thinking about him, and a thought came into my mind that right now he's still so famous, but he's not in this world anymore. So all the fame is not is of no use to him because he's not in this world. So then I thought that in what state is he right now? Is it the fame and all the all the his songs? Are they benefiting uh, benefiting him or not? So that
0: thought came to my of, mind that, kind of, that, that thought That's process my yeah and I
3: then mean, I
0: for the, for the crowd right for for the audience i mean our goal in friday night live it's not it's not an easy goal we have to continue bringing personalities that can motivate us through different walks of life and alhamdulillah we had kamal saleh Bika. now we have someone from pakistan youngster many people think that youngsters back home in our countries have it easy but there's their own. They have their own challenges. They have their own. They have their own ways of getting through the challenges of being youngsters in any part of the world and finding Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Alhamdulillah, Brother Aqib is with us today. He also has a clothing line that I shared in the in the chat, and you know, please support him, support his work, support. He has, he has a, he has 200,000 plus subscribers on YouTube, right? Uh, I was telling him to make sure he gives us a, gives us some of those subscribers too, right? Um, Alhamdulillah. and that's just a number. Alhamdulillah, we don't. That's not. That's not the goal, right, Bijan? Yeah, I mean, we, right. we, we are, we, we, if Allah is pleased with us, we don't need the followers. And so inshallah, what, what, what are you starting with inshallah? Uh,
3: I was thinking of starting with ilahi tiri Jacket par. I really like that myself.
0: Inshallah. And after you finish your first one, we'll join you again and give them a recap of it. Inshallah, we'll continue.
5: الہی تیری چوکھٹ پر بھکاری بن
2: کے آیا ہوں
5: سراپا فکر सरा पाकरम इज्जो न दामत साथ लाया भिखारी वो के जिसके प्याला है वो जिसे पिर सोह ने मार डाला है मताए दीन दानिश नफस के हाथों से लुटवा कर सकूने कल्ब की दौलत हवस की भींट चढ़ाकर लुटाकर सारी पूंजी गफलतोंसिया के दलदल में सहारा लेने आया हूं तेरे काबे के आँचल में गुनाहों की लपट से kae naat dil afsordaa iraade muz mahal himmat shikasta ho s le murdaa गुजरी हैं घड़ियाँ जिंदगानी की खुलासाए के बस जल भुन के अपनी से आही से
2: सरापा फक्र
5: अपनी हालत की तबाही से तेरे दरबार में लाया अपनी अब ज़बूहानी तेरी चौखट के लायक हर अमल से हाथ है खाली ये तेरा घर है तेरे का दरबार है है मोहब्बत अनवार है मौला तेरी चौथ टिक जो आदाब है मैं उनसे खाली हूं नहीं जिसको सलीका मांगने का वो सवाली हूं زباغر کے ندامت دے کی ناکس ترجمانی ये आंखें खुशक हैं यार अब इन्हें रोना हैं दिल में जिन्हें रोना चौखट पर भिकारी Kayahum
0: Sarapa MashaAllah Takbir. Oh man, Akbar, you took us back to the days of Junaid Jam Chait Rahimullah. Jazakullah.
4: That Jizakum. was beautiful. Was that, that, was, that was tantalizing. That was exceptional. Jazakumallah wa Khairah.
0: For, for the crowd that doesn't understand, we can't give you a full recap, but just in a nutshell, um, the the, the, po- the poet is saying, Muftaqir Uthmani صلى Hafidullah wrote this, and he's saying that, I'm coming back to your house, O Allah, and I'm, I'm poor, I'm a beggar. I'm not a beggar because I don't have money or wealth, I'm a beggar because I don't have your mercy, your forgiveness, and your love. And that's pretty much the, 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 the overview of the entire poem. It's online and the translation is also found online. But Aqib, you started us off with Makkah, Al-Mukarramah. Yes. and where are you taking us next are you taking us to Medina Munawara? inshaallah inshallah.
4: you know but i do have a request or i'm sure you know inshallah. you want me to do it right now after we can do it after
0: we do it at the end inshallah. Okay. Let's, do, let's do one let's i think you You have um um muhammad garroza or maulaya Asali, one of those two inshallah i think what i want to do
4: right now okay, okay. bismillah okay. سہر
5: کا وقت تھا معصوم مکلیاں موسکراتی تھی ہواں خیر مقدم کے ترانے گن تھی ابھی بھی اترے نہ تھے کعبے کے کہ اتنے میں صدا آئیے عبداللہ کے گھر سے مبارک ہو شہردو جہاں تشریف abatan ala habi be ka khair ul fal ki kulli hi ni na koi aap jaisa tha na koi aap be misal na me li maula ya salli کوئی بھی دار ہوس میں میرا جے آدمی وہ ہے وہی تو دین دنیا ہے جو باتیں آپ نے کہیں مولا یا صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم دائی سلام اس پر کے جس نے بے قصوں کی دستگیری کی سلام اس پر کے جس रूटा बोरिया जिसका भी था दरुदुन पर सलामुन पर यही कहना खुदा का है खुदा के बाद जो है मल्टबासले अलाका है وہی سردار عالم ہے وہی غمفار امت ہے وہی تو حشر کے میدان میں سب کی شفاعت ہے شفاعت کے لیے سب کی نظر ان پر لگی ہوگی صلی
0: Subhanallah, I mean, honestly, I'm you're you're you you're you um, you're softening my heart, man. Subhanallah. MashaAllah,
4: that was beautiful.
0: That, that, that's a feed that you know we, we we listen to a lot because it's a background of it. It's speaking about the Prophet وسلم, Of course, it's durood, but it's also speaking about his life. That you know. Um, I asked jibril was asked that who is the greatest person in the world by the Prophet. And he was the response came that it's Allah, and after that, there's nobody but you. That's that's it. There's no one else.
4: What
0: what a So I mean that, that nasheed is again speaking about the love that not only the, the creation has has with Allah with the Prophet, but the love that Allah has for the Prophet, right? That whole concept that he is a habib, and a habib is one who is not a Khalid. Habib is one who on both ends, they're both doing their job to make each other happy. And Khalil is where one is putting in all the effort, and the other one is being pleased. Habib is where Allah is pleasing the Prophet, and the Prophet is also pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that poem kind of summarized that concept in detail. Uh, Bajan, I think we have time for one more. Sheikh Masma is waiting. One okay, and, and which also, one you want? Also, Bajan, inshallah, Brother Akib, is a surprise for people who will be joining us one more night in the Hajj nights.
4: So, wow.
0: Yeah, one more night. Don't tell them when. We we have to keep the audience coming on every night. So when you come they'll be there too. Uh inshaAllah. But but um which one, Bijan, what wh- which what do you
4: want to end with, Habibi? You know, he can sing whatever whatever he thinks is the best, such as the days of the hijjah, the night. But do you want
0: to uh, ready to do that and he's also ready to do Muhammad Karosa, Or he can leave Muhammad Karosa for another day.
4: Honestly, if you can I'll do see. part of both in the next and cut cut it off at ten.
3: Okay. Okay, both.
4: Yeah, and cut it off at ten for him. Partial, we, yeah. Okay. <laughs>
2: कोई, हस्ती कोई
5: तो है जो निजामिहस्ती जला है वो खुदा कोई तो wo nizaam e hasti chal raha वही खुदा है वही खुदा है वही खुदा है वही खुदा है तलाश उसको नके बतौ में wo hai badalti hue ruton mein talash usko na kalbo to mein wo hai हुई रुतों में जो दिन को रात और रात को दिन बना रहा है खुदा है वही खुदा है वही खुदा
3: है ननशलम मोहम्मद करूंगा साइड लीव
5: मोहम्मद करीबार रहा है बुलंदी पे नसीबा रहा है फरिश्तों ये दे दो पैगाम उनको خبر جا کے دے دو ان کو فرش دو کہ خاتم تمہارا سعیدہ رہا ہے کہ تمہارا رہا ہے وفا تم نہ دیکھو کسی میں زمانہ وہ ایسا करीबार रहा है हिफाजत करो अपने ईमानो की जमाना वो ऐसा रहा है चलो रहना मदीने में अब तो mohammed كاروزا كريبار ها 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 मदीना मदीना ها
0: ها 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 تكبير الله أكبر عاقب. May Allah bless you, your voice, and continue to, continue to use you for the talent that you have. Uh, people are saying that we asked for too many nasheeds, but I think hopefully everyone enjoyed it, and hopefully you didn't get too tired. Um, JazakAllah uh, Thank you so much. much.
4: Exceptional, mashallah. Thank you so much. I get some rest this early morning there. May Allah bless you and bless your family, and bless your parents, and inshallah we'll see you soon Bada the aqib. Thank you so much. Alaykum. Alaykum.
0: Thank you so much for joining
4: Ahlan wa sahlan, marhaban marhaban. Wow, we have, uh, let me let me get off for a second, here we are, we have, who do we have on here? We have Thank Sheikh you. Masmadi yes, on please. my far end, and we have Sheikh Hamza Mehter from San Francisco joining us, wow
1: Allah Good to see you Shaykh Hamza Shaykh Muhammad, it's been a while It's been some time, how are you? Alhamdulillah, how's everything? Alhamdulillah, looking good. Mashallah, Mashallah. It's been so many years. Alhamdulillah. Sheikh Hamza, what's going
4: on, man? You don't got no, you don't got light in San Francisco. What's going on? We need some more light. Yeah, we want to see your face closely, we man.
6: Too much sun out here. That's the thing, you know. You guys, Bicharas, in uh, Michigan, I feel sorry for you, you know. So we don't want to make it look too bad for you.
4: Alhamdulillah. Your Sheikh Mustafa,
1: you lived in Oakland too back in the days, right? Uh, yeah, that's where I first. Uh, I also let tarawih. The year 2000, 2000, 2001, 2, 3, in San Francisco. You were here in, in
6: Oakland, correct? Yeah.
1: That's when I was an imam. But I used to lead Tarabik when I was still in college. I used to lead in, in San Francisco.
6: MashaAllah.
4: We are so blessed. Um, Sheikh Masvid is here tonight. We are doing a Friday Night Live edition, <laughs> And we also have Sheikh Hamza Mehter. And people, people don't know who Sheikh Hamza is. Sheikh Hamza is one of my closest friends in the world. <laughs> Sheikh Masvid, don't get jealous, okay? Um, And uh, one of my closest friends in the world. And uh, mashallah, he's in in San Francisco. And he's an imam there. He has his own institute there where he educates youth in the community. Mashallah. Universal Academy. Is that correct?
6: Universal Mercy.
4: Universal Mercy. I'm making up some name. Universal Mercy. And um, very dynamic speaker. And uh, Sheikh Hamza has beautiful children that I met recently. This year... I had the chance to stop by San Francisco. I think I went three times this year to San Francisco. Uh, once on the way to Australia, once on the way back from Australia, and once I you invited me for a program in San Francisco. So Sheikh Hamza is very dear to me. I love him. We were in the same grade when we were in the boarding school. Uh, I was in his brother's class, becoming an alim. I was a little bit a few years senior to him, very close to me. So we're gonna have him tonight. We're gonna talk about the the visits of other sacred sites in Medina. And Sheikh Masmadi, I know you are tight on schedule. You have um, to go to lead Salat al-Isha. We'd like to welcome you, Sheikh Masmadi. you looking beautiful. So I dressed up today, Sheikh. I comb my hair. You I put so some Sephora beautiful. on. I put some gel on, makeup on. You know, I stole some of my wife's makeup. You know?
6: La
4: <laughs> Just good, to impress man. you, Sheikh. So, Sheikh, let's go on. Sheikh Masmadi, what's going on? We have...
1: Let's, we didn't go to Quba. Can we start off with uh, Sheikh Hamza to talk about um, Baqir? I really want to hear Sheikh Hamza. Okay, Shaykh
4: Hamza, yeah. so Shaykh Hamza, we know we have a separate segment for you in the end, but if you can tell us a little bit about Baqir, who are the people? There's a special graveyard in Medina, and uh, Shaykh Hamza will tell us about this. When we go to Medina, it is our right to visit these great individuals. We call them the generals, so of, Islam. The generals of Islam. And Shaykh Hamza, and if you can tell us a little bit about that.
6: Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. <laughs> Allahumma wa ala all of you. For your uh, programs, I've been benefiting. I know a lot of our family and our community is also benefiting. Uh, but it's it's this time, you know, a uh the days of Hajj, where it's a very unique time that we're in. Nobody from our community. Can I can I
4: kindly ask you to speak a little yeah. louder? I don't know yeah. if you're far away from the mic. We are really like we we are very excited up here. I don't know if you're that excited as as much as we are.
1: Well, California people are always laid back.
4: Yeah. you gotta
6: you gotta know the California Bay Area. Is, uh, I've been here for a while now, you know, I know I'm from New York and grew up on the East Coast, but the Bay Area, we we, lay, we keep it laid back a little bit.
4: Yeah, but the audience wants to hear your beautiful voice, if you can kind of get excited, the okay. way you yell at your children, can you yell at us a little bit?
6: <laughs> I don't yell at the children, come on. Just, but, uh, anyways, Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala Rasulillah. Sallallahu alayhi wa um, hajj, we're all missing hajj where you know I, I know a lot a lot of people have been benefiting from what you guys have been taking everybody through alhamdulillah the different days um and it really you know with uh, brother alkib just sharing those anashid it really takes you know your heart is there you know always medina al munawwara especially uh, and baqi al gharqad or jannatul baqi as it's referred to and one of the the reason we always you know the graveyard of medina and why do we call it Jannatul al Rasulullah he said in a beautiful hadith, said that on the, it's in the, in the hadith of Tirmidhi, that I will be resurrected first on the Day of Judgment. And after me will then be Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, and then Umar radiallahu anhu. Then he said, then I will take the people of Baqe'i with me. They will wow. be next, nice, and they will go with me. And he said, then at a point between Medina and Makkah, uh, the people of Makkah, will join us there. And these are the people, imagine, you know, when Rasulullah wasallam is speaking about resurrection, you know, and, and he being, القيامة, that I'll be the first to be resurrected. Abu Bakr radiallahu an Umar radiallahu an. And then Baqir al-Gharqad, according to Imam Malik rahimahullah, 10,000 sahaba. 10,000 sahaba radiallahu anhum. Imagine those people, you know, like, it's not just a few, and it's, you know, and that they would be the first to join Rasulullah wasallam in, in mahshar. So these are 10,000
4: sahaba, that's a lot of sahaba there.
6: 10,000, right? And there's other ahadith that mention that people who pass away in the Haramain, they are guaranteed jannah. There are other ahadith that speak of their virtue, their their fadilah. So there are so many still now, right, Virtue, fortunate souls that are still buried in baqi'an and gharqat. Imagine their their fortune. They go for Umrah, they go for Hajj, they pass away in the Haram, in the Haramain Sharifain. And those who pass away in Medina, they're buried in Baqiyah al-Gharqat. Wow. And, uh, it's, you know, I, I was, the last time I went was last year. I was fortunate Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, gave me the, the fortune of going to go for Umrah last year about um, April. And we were actually supposed to go this year also. Um, we had our, you know, tickets booked And the group was made And um, first week of April We were supposed to go for Umrah And we were hope, holding out hope Till the very end You know, to go And the, the, the shutdown happened You know, beginning of March And, you know, then that, that reality set in And now, especially, you know It hits home a little bit Hajj is going And I remember, you know I think so much of our Hajj or Umrah is it, it's it's like a journey of love, a, co- a connection with Rasulullah sallallahu a connection with Allah subhanahu wa taala, because you know we see if you just go as a trip, you know, and you don't have that connection, then it's very difficult to appreciate everything while, while you're there. And I remember going into Baqeer al-Gharqad, you know, you you enter, and they have the signboards posted outside. The hadith and the, the salam of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam As-salamu alaykum ya dara qawmin Wa inna inshaAllah bikum lalahikun Wa atakum ma tu'adun ghadam mu'ajjalun Wa inna insha'allahu bikum lalahikun Allahumma gfir li ahli baqi'in gharqat And for us to appreciate, understand how much These people even meant to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Aisha radiallahu anha, she says that And you know, every time it would be her turn and Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi wasallam would be in the house of Aisha radiallahu anha. He would go visit Baqi al And he would stand sometimes for hours. Right? There were there's narrations where she would she'd wonder where he'd gone. Right. Aisha radiallahu anha would, where is where is Rasulullah? So where'd he go? And she would get out of the house, she would go look for him. And she says, I would find him standing in Baqir al with his hands raised, making dua uh, for mm-hmm. the people. In, in Jannatul Baqi, so it, it's for us to understand how much importance Nabi gave this graveyard and the people, the Mubarak, uh, you know, souls, the Sahaba and Sahabiyat radiallahu Anhum who are buried there, and you know, I, I know you've been going through each of the different places. Um, it's knowing some of the Sirah is so critical. I feel when we go for Umrah and Hajj being aware of the life of our Habib Wasallam and those beloved companions who sacrificed their their everything. You know, whatever they could, they sacrificed and they wish they could give more. And it's such a, you know, you, you we we talk about giving, sacrifice a little bit, you know, whether it's our it's money or some time or something that we some effort that we put in, we give we focus our children, you know, studying Dean for some time, different ways that we but these were people who left nothing they left nothing except they put it on the table oh, you yeah. have so, so many examples we read through the seerah and when you go there it really hits home when you visit you know Mecca Medina and it's like you're reading you're living those pages of the books of Sirah.
4: amazing like, Sheikh Hamza yeah. who are the notable people buried there just share some names so, I mean there are 10,000 oh. of them can yeah. you just give us some notable figures you know just top of the sahaba that are buried there
6: so out of the Ashara Mubashireen, uh, out of the Khulafa Ar-Rashidun, Uthman radiallahu anhu so, is buried in Baqi'an al ghartad Uthman
4: bin Affan is also the son-in-law of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the third Khalifa of the Muslims buried there.
6: The son-in-law twice. Twice. Uthman, the Nurain. High-ranking Sahabi, uh, you know, beloved to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And there's an interesting thing with him. Uthman radiallahu anhu, when he would go to the graveyard. And when Always he was, cried. He was Khalifa, right? And he would spend hours. It was famous about him. He was a person who cried very easily. He would read Quran and he would cry. He would stand in Salah and he would cry. And he would spend hours in, in the graveyard and he would cry. And some of the companions would ask him, they say, you know, when, even when Jannah and Jahannam are mentioned, you don't cry like this. And he And he would stand by the side of the grave and cry. And he narrated that hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu He said that you don't understand what I understand. I heard my Habib sallallahu saying that this is this grave is the first stage when a person leaves this world. And if a person is successful here, then everything after that is ease. Yeah. And if a person fails here, so they had that that reality that love his grave is um, towards the very end, right? So those that know with um, you know when you're exiting the roba mubarak. Right? You, you you do ziyarah of rasulullah sallallahu wasallam and you come out uh, you know the qibla is towards the south right so you come out from that the side that's on the east and if you continue straight and just a little bit to the right that's where the entrance of uh, baqee' an gharqad is um, last year i was uh, you know we took the group and baqee' was one of the things that i did alone
4: um, yeah is one of the things you should do alone it's Masmadi? Yeah. Great. Right. Right.
6: Moments mom, mom alone. Yeah,
4: Moments alone. So I I,
6: so I, we, I went for Umrah with my family. So I took my eldest daughter with me when I went to Belqinir. Wow. Um and because I really because once they get older they don't get the chance you know to go. Um and so I really wanted to take her and she wanted to go. And um you know and I was I would I would stop at each grave.
4: That's smart. And,
6: and explain That's the story. Smart. Explain no, not,
1: the story. I'm, I'm
6: of the story. surprised you know, to let her in. Shaykh. I'm surprised to let her in. She was small. She's five years old. That last year. Oh, okay.
4: Oh, wow. Yeah.
6: So you know, the, the the guard was actually very very like you know one of the guards. He took us along, and I had the map with me, and um, I, at each grave, I was telling my daughter the story of each sahaba or sahabi uh, sahabia, uh, you know, at, the, at as as we passed each grave, and um, That's that, it was it was something else because you just connect with each of these as you're entering, right? It's the family of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam on the right, right? The Ahlul Bayt on the right, um, some of his aunts on the left, Correct. safiya yeah, Atika radiyallahu anha, and to the right is Fatima radiyallahu anha, and his daughter, Prophet, yeah, his beloved daughter. Right? You and also have
4: you also have Fatima bint Asad, which is. Um, uh, also on the left next to Safiya, correct?
6: Yeah, so, you have so, Fatima,
4: his daughter, there too.
6: You know, and you're standing and you're looking and you're remembering that this is that Fatima عنها, that, you know, the Prophet, he, he spoke to her before he passed away just shortly and informed her that he would be leaving. So and she cried, right? That that he, that he was that one Rasulullah sallallahu He would leave Medina. He would stop at her house. He would return to Medina. He would come to her house first.
4: Special attachment.
6: Yeah, so much love, muhabba, that attach. She he would stand up before she would even enter, right? fatima Correct. I recognize that that's the that's the approach. That's the knocking of my beloved daughter Fatima radhiyallahu anha. Love so her, love she's her. on the right side, love when love you me. enter into into al and alongside her in the same area is also, um, you know, like Hassan alayhi her son. Wow, right? bear the bear together, mother and
4: son, son bear together.
6: Yeah, and then with them also is then uh, the uh, grandson, the great grandson of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and you you go further along. And there is uh Zayn al Abidin in that same area, uh, you know, the son of Hussein radiallahu an. So the great grandson of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and most of the family. Isn't,
4: isn't Abdurrahman Rahman bin Auf buried there?
6: Abdurrahman ibn Auf an, I believe is is he buried in the same area or a little bit to the side?
4: But he's buried in the Baqi also. So we're talking about some major sahaba buried there.
6: Major Sahaba, major sahaba an.
4: Yeah, I'm going to ask Sheikh Masmari. Um, we're going to come back to Baqiyah, but everyone knows when you go to Medina, the Baqiyah was a place that the Prophet always visited. And we have, Sheikh Hamza just mentioned, 10,000 Sahaba buried there. Amongst the majority of the wives of the Prophet, Maymuna is not buried there, Khadija is not buried there. But the remaining of the wives of the Prophet are buried there. So like Aisha, you know, so- um, Safiya, these are uh, Hafsa. Buried in Bakir. I mean, this is a very special place. The daughter of the Prophet sons are buried there. Um, uh, and you have Umm Kuthum, Ruqiyah, Fatima. Um, they're buried there. You know, you have um, Aqil, Aqil, Ali radiallahu anhu's older brother. Then, then Ja'far's sons, Abdullah bin Ja'far, buried together. You have so many Sahaba like Hasha Hamza is mentioning. So you have to show respect to them. And it's Sunnah to visit the graveyard and remind yourself about the next life, but remember, basically when you stand there, you say, man, these are people that gave it all, like Sheikh Hamza said, that's how you're supposed to be, that's how you're supposed to leave the world, and then, anyone that is buried in Baqir, that, in that graveyard, is going to get the intercession of the Prophet ﷺ, the Prophet ﷺ said, whoever dies in Medina, and is buried in Medina, I will take them to Jannah with me, so you have all of this happening, I want to take the time to go to Sheikh Masmari, because Sheikh Masmari has, maybe 10-20 minutes with us, and he's going to go and Sheikh Hamza will stay because San Francisco is three hours back. Sheikh Musmari has to go for Isha. Um, I, can still see, I can still see the daylight and behind your, your blind, So I know it's daytime there. Um, Sheikh Masmari, please take us to Qiba. One of the lo- locations that we have to visit, we must visit, is the first masjid established in an Islamic community. Sheikh Musmari, take us along to this place. What's the reward of Qiba? Tell us a little bit about it.
1: Allah razaikum al-khair. as alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Jazakum khair. My dear brother, Sheikh Hamza, Sheikh Abdullah, thank you so much. And we miss Sheikh Abdul Rahman, hopefully, we can Bye. see him tomorrow. Uh, so before we go into Masjid Qiba, Sheikh Hamza mentioned a hadith where Aisha radiallahu anha followed the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa because he would go to Baqi al-Gharqat and give him salam and he would remain there for some time. So Aisha radiallahu anha, umm al followed the Prophet <laughs> had some doubt, where is this man going in this late time of night? SubhanAllah, even though this is just, it's, it's something related to fiqh, but the ulama, alayhim rahmatullah, used that hadith as evidence of the permissibility of women attending or visiting the cemetery. For Aisha anha visiting the mm-hmm. cemetery, and said, وسلم, if there was any prohibition, he sallallahu alayhi wasallam would have taught her and told her do not come again. So it's just it's something else, and that's why I was surprised they allowed Sheikh Hamza to bring in his daughter, but she was only five. Uh, but uh, for many people that are deprived from entering, Aisha radiyallahu anha also entered the in the time of the Prophet, sallallahu There's many evidences, but since the story was mentioned, I just wanted to highlight that. Qiba uh, or Quba? Both, inshallah are correct. You can either put a fatha or a kasra on the qaf. inshallah both are correct. And Qiba is a well. And as you know, back in the day, they would build their communities around wells, around water. For that was their way of survival. And that beautiful community was built. The community of Qibar. He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam arrived to Qibar. And Shaykh Abdullah, mashallah, knows everything about seerah. He arrived in Qibar around the 12th of Rabi'in al-Awwal. He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam arrived in that location. He stayed among the families. How beautiful is this man knowing that the city that he is going to is waiting for him. Everyone was excited, not knowing where the Prophet was heading to and when he will arrive. So he arrives in Qiba and he stays there for a few days. He meets with the families. He did not have a schedule. He did not meet the delegations. He did not meet the tribes. He was just with the families and the children building a solid foundation. And this is how he humbled himself. And people came together and Ahlul Sira mentioned people of Sira, the Ulama of Sira, say that he, sallallahu wa wasallam, remained there for four days. Four days. So until about sixteenth of Rabi' he, sallallahu wa wasallam, then prepares himself to go into Medina. That was on Jumu'ah. The plan for the Prophet, sallallahu was to give the first Jumu'ah of Islam in in Mecca. Ah, oh, sorry, in Medina. So he decides to leave. He gets ready. Uh, the tribe of Qiba or Quba is Amr ibn Awf. Amr ibn Awf. So he decides to leave, and once he begins his journey, their cousins Al Hakim ibn Awf, said, "Ya Rasulullah, ما كفت عند ammina wa lam تمقط عندنا." O oh, Messenger of Allah. Our husbands and you were there for a few days, and you cannot take some time to spend with us and our tribe and giving our families their time with you to speak with you. And the Prophet accepted their invitation, and that's where he gave the first Jumu'ah of Islam. The first Jumu'ah in Islam was in the tribe of Hakim ibn Auf, where he sallam gave his khutbah in a very famous masjid that you may visit now, it's called Masjid Al-Jum'ah. Masjid Al-Jum'ah. They were jealous. <laughs> they, were like, they were like, Ya Rasulullah, that's our family.
4: You got you pre, you stayed with them for a few <laughs> days. You got to give us something. Like, they got to give us some time. So his
1: intention was to give the first Jum'ah of Islam where? In Medina. But SubhanAllah, he compromised. And he gave that up, even though he desired that, for the sake of bringing people together and showing the communities the love they deserve. And he gave Jumu'ah in Diyar Al-Hakim ibn Awf, and that was the first Jumu'ah of Islam. It's and amazing. he remained there for a few days, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and then he moved on to Medina. Qibah is about four kilometers from Medina, so it's not too far. It's, 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 it's in Medina, it's in the outskirts of Medina. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa mentions in a hadith for a person to perfect their wudu and comes to Qibah or Quba. And prays two raka'at, the first raka'at, qulhu allahu And the second raka'at, qulhu allahu aql. He or she gets the ajr of the umrah Of the umrah, just by performing these two raka'at And what I feel that he sallallahu alayhi wasallam Wanted to make sure that the ummah never forgets that location Never forgets that location And you can see that in his seerah to prove the point that I just mentioned that every Saturday, كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كل سبت يذهب إلى قباء Every Saturday, the Prophet would take it upon himself to either walk or ride to قباء. Every single Saturday. Every Saturday. And what that shows you that he was always loyal to the first community he built. The first community that hosted him. He sallallahu alayhi wa would pray in Masjid Qiba even though everyone was in Medina would pray in that masjid, he would pray there and he would stay the whole Saturday speaking to the families, meeting with their children Subhanallah, the true definition of loyalty and we've mentioned this before, my dear Mashalik they are two things that expose an individual they don't change them, but they expose them power and money it exposes an individual He sallallahu alayhi wa wa sallam visited these people to the end of his life. Every Saturday he would visit them. Nothing changed the Prophet power by his message spreading all over the Arabian Peninsula and thousands of people embracing Islam. He never compromised, he never lost touch with that community. He showed them respect. He never changed as he gained power, as he became popular. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is a lesson for all of us. That for them, for individuals that have a spouse that has worked with them throughout the years, giving years of dedication, and then what happens in the end once someone gets a better job or gets a better position or becomes famous, they lose touch with the closest people to them. He gave us the true definition of loyalty. Always remain loyal. Always remain your humble beginnings. If you want to know where you're going, know where you're at. Know your know your background. Know how you started. And the Prophet is the greatest example. So make sure, inshallah, when you go to Medina, visit Qiba and fulfill that sunnah and gain the umrah and know that this was the first masjid in Islam, a masjid that was built upon piety.
4: Shaykh Masmari, every time we go there, it's just unbelievable. Like, you know, Shaykh Hamza, you've been to Qiba. How is it feel when you get there? You
6: just, you know... You, goes through your head Allah, Allah calls it a masjid you know imagine that when we say something praising a building or praising a place or praising an individual but Allah saying that this masjid was established was built on taqwa wow. That's, uh, it, it, it's something else
4: amazing you know the, the Prophet was a, a very unique person talk about the walk how many miles is it from Medina to Qiba and the walking <laughs> sorry Four kilometers. So you gotta be fit, you know. When's the last time anybody walks four kilometers? Except for those guys who exercise and stuff like four, now <laughs> everybody's all free and they're like they have nothing to do, they're all walking around their house with their wives and stuff like that. Mashallah. They'll be everybody's become romantic and exercise people now. Mashallah, they're like walking around the neighborhood, you know, look at me, you know. But um, imagine the prophet every Saturday walking around walking to Ktibah four miles. And then the, his Sahaba did the same thing, even when they had rides, you know. And they're like, no, the Prophet did it. The Prophet had rides. Abdurrahman bin Al-awf had many horses and camels around his yard. But he walked there because he wanted the ajar for it and he would go there. So that's exceptional. Sheikh Musmari, what's your feeling when you get there? In Qibar?
1: Wallahi, my feeling is, by the way, in, in terms of the walking, Islam does not just tell people to go to the masjid. The reason why Islam encourages people to walk because it does it does bring about a healthier lifestyle a lot of people they think that you know how you've heard talks for every tire that turns you get ajr. that's not true inshallah you get ajr, but you cannot compare the footsteps that you take to the tire that just rolled because the prophet was very specific and islam always spoke about walking and that's why the prophet would walk but my feeling when i would go to qibat or quba that this is a place that Allah considered a place of piety and God consciousness. A, a place that Allah says, this is a location of taqwa. So it, it is, sacred. is sacred. It is sacred. For Allah to call this place, masjidun la masjidun usisa ala taqwa, it's a masjid that is built upon God consciousness, is a completely different feeling. It, you just feel the presence of taqwa once you walk through those doors.
4: Subhanallah. You know, may Allah take us back there. Um, Sheikh Masmadi I know you're here with us for at least another five, six minutes. So I want to take you. You know, where other landmarks are there around Sheikh Hamza, around Medina that are notable that need to be talked about. Can you give us a few no more names? I know there's Masjid Gamama which is around the, uh, right next to Masjid Nabawi, where the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. If you're taking notes, you can pay attention to this. Where the Prophet would pray his Eid Salah and also do his Istisqa. All those big events happen at Masjid Gamama um. then there is Masjid Qiblatain, Um. where Shaykh Hamza, do you know anything about Sheikh Masjid Qiblatain? Can you tell us what happened?
6: That's the famous, uh, you know, incident. I, I always, when I think of this, I, I think of how fortunate those Sahaba were that actually prayed that Salah.
4: When, yeah, the, it, was, when... it was, I think it was an Asr Salah, and then the narration comes, and 16 months after Hijrah. So the Prophet and the world is praying towards the Kaaba, but directing towards, and while well, they were in Mecca, uh, they were praying in in, in towards the Kaaba, and then they would have their direction towards uh, Beit al-Maqdis. So the first qibla of Islam was Beit al-Maqdis, and then the Prophet ﷺ would what he had this attra- he had this att- attachment to baitul al-Maqdis and um, uh, to the Kaaba. Excuse me, that he would face the Kaaba and then face baitul al-Maqdis. So he would get both in his and in, in, in front of him. When he went to Medina, the Kaaba was behind him. Beit al-Maqdis was opposite direction. He would face baitul al-Maqdis. And he's, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that we can see that the Prophet is his eyes are looking up in the sky and he wants to go back to the Kaaba. He wants to face towards the house that was built by Ibrahim Towards that direction. And finally, in Salatul, Salatul Asr, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals, Now change your direction. So there's a masjid that's called Masj it at one time had two mihrabs where opposite sides of the wall i don't know if they have it anymore but the prophet was praying and then in his prayer he was cha- told to change directions this is why scholars also say that if you're praying the wrong direction while you started and you did your research and someone tells you you're praying in the wrong direction say you came to someone's house or you're at the hospital at the mall at the airport and now you're praying the wrong direction and someone tells you hey buddy you're praying in the wrong direction you can move in salah to the right direction, and your salah is accepted. After you do tawriya and you do your analysis of the qibla, I remember this happened to me at someone's house. I started salah. I was imam. Imagine imam. I came to my friend's house. Oh my god! I gotta pray salah, you know. And I just, you know, I, just, I don't know why. I thought this was the qibla. I did my little research, and I, you know, I took my, I took my direction. You know how you know you know how I tell the direction, right? I, I take my tongue. I put it. I, I take my hand. I put it in my tongue. I make it, put moisture on it. I feel yeah, the, check wind. the wind.
6: Take right? the wind. Check the indoor. wind going
4: east. Northeast is right there. Right. Figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> so um, I started praying a lot, but unfortunately this was indoor. There's no wind flowing. So so I prayed. And uh, the girls in the house were my students. They're like, how do we tell the Sheikh? It's <laughs> praying the wrong direction. You know? And then um, anyways, I had to change my... They told me in Salah, change my direction. So that's Masjid um, uh That is a, a place to go to visit. That, place.
6: that, that ayah, that ayah, um, in the context of, of Sirah, right? Mm, that's
4: it.
6: You know, from, from the moment Rasulullah was was in Hijrah, right? When he came to the point, him and Abu Bakr عنه, were the... What's the... I forget the place... Where the road you know for you could turn to the direction back to Mecca after they came down from the hills and they came to the main road or they could have continued to Medina. And there's a famous hadith there where Rasulullah he paused and he kept looking back at Mecca. Right? And that was th- that, that emotion, right? the connection, that love uh, that that you know it wasn't it was fifty three years. He had only known that place as home. And it's not just any place. Yep. You know, it's Makkah. It's, it's not Flint, Michigan. You know, this is, Hey, this is hey, Mexico. Flint,
4: Michigan, beautiful.
6: <laughs> it's Makkah yeah. to You know, and and imagine Allah telling him, right? The reason, the illah for the change of Qibla, was we're pleasing you, O Muhammad sallallahu wasallam.
4: Subhanallah. Subhanallah.
0: I'm just joining. A Sheikh he had to leave for salat.
4: You know, um, welcome Sheikh Abdul Wahab. We, we, I, I noticed you there, but I was just ignoring you. But I know you were there. Mashallah, welcome Sheikh Abdul Wahab. You know, I was listening. Wahab, the, that's right. The the whole Qibla changing. It's basically to please the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And I, there are many verses in the Quran that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala basically understands the Prophet's emotions, and we're gonna we're going to cater to the Prophet. That's how much the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Sometimes the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam didn't speak for himself. Allah spoke for him. Like Meaning if you're eating at the Prophet's house and you're done, get up and leave. Don't bother the Prophet. Even when his wives, when they were they would do a um, little bit, they would get involved and take things personal and tell the Prophet we can smell maghafir from your mouth. And I, the Prophet's like, I didn't have any maghafir, which is herbs, you know, black seed oil or herbs and stuff. He's like, it's, your breath smells bad. And the Prophet's breath never smelled bad, it was always fresh and he said all I had was honey and he said wallahi la ashibu asala i will never drink honey again and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala got involved like wait 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 ya ayyuhan nabiyyu limat tahrimu ma ahallallahu lak tabtaghi mardat azwajika wallahu ghafurur rahim you know somebody raised their voice in front of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam allah got involved this was abu bakr umar they were talking very loudly in front of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam allah got involved la tarfa'u aswatakum fawqa sawti an-nabiyy this is amazing i have a whole lecture Abdul Wahab, I'll give it to you so you can use it. You know
0: you. One day. you know? But I think it's important for people to know that that that, that connection is not only for the Prophet. Whoever is a friend of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah wow. intervene in our life. The wow. relationship wow. that Allah has with individuals is not limited to, to people. It's limited to qualities. Wow. If anyone possesses those qualities, we will also
4: get that. We always, Saab, came on strong, man. That was oh, strong. You
0: know, I'm just benefiting from you guys, man. You know, I'm just trying to get easy. All of these are the Prophet ﷺ being protected in the, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala intervening. Right? And there's all those beautiful stories that you shared as well, but everyone has that capacity. It's just that we had to build our, our ability to bring those qualities into our life, inshallah. And, and hopefully
4: we can have Allah back us up too. You know what I'm I saying? I mean, I mean, oh, we I mean today, today we, we, we learned about. Uh, we talked about Qiba We we learned a little bit about Masjid Qiblatain and one place that we didn't talk about, we're going to cover tomorrow, is Khandaq mm-hmm. which is seven masajid uh, uh, Khandak and uh, uh, which we call Ahzab. So and over there, the, the location is Sabah masajid Usually, the bus just goes there, drives right, gets out, just drives by. I, unfortunately, you know, I would like to organize a, a, a umrah trip with Miftah. Miftah, you the you're the operating director of Miftah. This is Sheikh Hamza, Sheikh Masmeri, take a Umrah trip where it's all around Sirah, and Sirah Umrah, where we go and we stop at Khandak and we talk about it for one, two hours with maps, infographics. Yeah, when, in
0: the last two years, whenever Miftah has taken a trip, we always stop there.
4: Okay, so but you, when you go there you talk off. about it. Sorry, you go there and you educate the so,
0: crowd. We, about we, we try our best. I mean, we don't have you with us, right? But I think we try our best to educate people on, on Khandak and Sabah and Masajid.
4: Um I'll I'll, I'll, me, I'll my agent's have, number and next yes. time you go, let me come. Okay, me You
0: know
6: come. what I
0: think <laughs> Sheikh Hamza, you were saying something.
6: You were, when you when you talk about Khandaq and Sheikh Muhammad was speaking about this, Sheikh Musmani was loyalty. You know, loyalty because Khandaq was there was not like apparently there was nothing in it. You know, it looked like there's this huge army coming. Ten thousand. We're we're digging a trench with our bare hands. Half of the Sahaba radiAllahu Anhum. There's no food. Hmm. You know, they're they're falling over in hunger. And uh, we were speaking about Bakir and one of the great Sahaba radiAllahu Anhum that's buried there, Saad bin Mu'adh radiAllahu Anhu. Oh man. And he was he was critical to the incident of Khanda yeah. and afterwards, right? The,
4: the when afterwards. he died. When he died, Sahabi that died, Allah's throne so shook at his death.
6: So that's, I mean, the, those personalities in Khandaq, right? The, the, the sacrifice, the, made, a lot of miracles took place.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. so Hamza, we're not going to give them all away tonight. We're yeah. going to let the crowd come back tomorrow. And we're going to talk about Khandaq. We're going to talk about a few things about Khandaq. What was the history that led to the events? Three, two, three stories of miracles of Khandaq and the message and the lessons from Khandaq. I wish yeah,
0: I- more, the thing is more of about Qibla and Quba that we can give them in the next few minutes and then we can let them go. Um, Shaykh Hamza, you know, you've, you've, when you go to Quba, right, and I know Shaykh Abdullah already asked you this, have you ever seen that small, tiny hole on top of the roof where they say that that was a spot where the Prophet's camel actually sat? It stopped on that specific spot.
6: I remember I was with the. Uh, who was I with when we went to Quba? Where after? is this?
0: And in, in, in the dome of the masjid, there's a specific spot that if you... I, mean, man, I got a chance to go Umrah with him once and he showed us all these specific spots. And there's a hole on top that when you look up, that's, that area is where the Prophet sat down and with his camel and he was welcomed into the city. Right? Wow. You, you got a chance to look at
4: that? You got a chance to
6: yeah. pray there? I actually prayed right under it. I got to pray um, I was right under the, I under mean, the spot.
4: That's beautiful. I, I, remember, okay. I remember going. I remember going with, uh, to uh, Cuba You won't believe this. I went to Cuba with Hafiz Patel Saf from England.
6: Wow!
4: Um, Rahimahullah. alayh. Uh Sheikh ha- Hafiz Patel was one of the biggest uh, uh, dais uh, uh, of of the European world in the Western world. In 2001, when I went for Hajj, my mom and dad and Hafiz Patel Saf's wife, daughters were all in one. We were together. And uh, and we were going on uh, the most famous tour guide of Medina. His name is Brother Zaki. And he is the most, now he's old, now his children do it. But he's, all the scholars of the world that come from, especially South Asia, even like Sheikh Tariq Jameel and great, great scholars, they go through him and their families get tour of Medina. He's been there all his life, born and raised in, mashallah, he's old now. He would give us a tour. So I remember going with Hafiz Patel, I was sitting there was no space in the van to sit because I was the youngest, me and Abdur Shaykh Abdur-Rahman. and um they sat me between the driver and the great scholar Hafiz Bateel. So I wasn't that there was no seat there, I was just sitting there illegally sitting in the middle. Jane, and, you, know, you know, we were there in that van too. we were just under- oh you were there. Okay, when well, you guys you guys were there, I, I forgot. So you guys were probably sitting in, in the back. I was sitting in that tight location, but I don't the remember it. I don't remember it at all. Yeah, you were you were young. I, I have a beautiful story for you. When you get to Minna, I'll tell you how I saved your life. Oh, no, but um <laughs> But um I was sitting there and um this scholar, one of the greatest scholars I've I was young, but I revered him, envied him, wanted to, just his du'as. Sheikh Hamza, he was he was drinking tea the whole time. When he was drinking tea, he had his cake and biscuit, and he was giving it to me the entire time, putting it into my mouth, feeding me with his hands. Such a such a nice scholar, subhanallah. And when I was with him, I remember when I was 12, 13 years old. I was young. He said, when you enter Baq- uh, ba- uh, Qiba, the far right, the far right, you know what the mihrab is, right? That's the mihrab of the imam. And Sheikh Hudayfi, I heard his son used to be, I don't know if still the imam That's there, but his son is the imam in Qiba. who's imam of Medina. His son's the imam in Qiba now. Wow. He's been there. So you go to the far right, that was the original Qiba, the original structure. People don't know this. And I got the opportunity. Every time I go there, I pray there. And some of the Hajj people that went with me, Darussalam, I took them. I took them there. And honestly, it's so beautiful that you know. Finally, can you imagine, after thirty, after ten years of persecution, they got their own place to pray. You know, like I, I don't know how you guys can relate to this. Like the city never gave you permission to build a masjid, right? And you've been in, like, lawsuits for 10 years with the city, with your county, near all these Muslims are taking over, they're radicalizing our community, these fanatics. And then you have these lawsuits going back and forth with your county. And 10 10 years later, in this 10 years, so many people have died. So many people have migrated to um, other parts of the country. Over here, we have Muslims who migrated to Ethiopia, uh, you know, to uh, Najashi. So for them to, like, get the permit to have their own masjid, this was a big deal. And, the, and the Imam is the Prophet. Wa the imam is the, imagine having a, a, a masjid and the Prophet is your Imam and you've been approved. This is a huge deal. This is so sentimental to these people. People don't understand. People just walk in, like, oh, Quba, there's some birds outside. People selling miswak out there. You know, this is huge. This is, was the first time the Muslims can feel that they can pray. Wrong. You know, and these are Sahaba who enjoyed to pray in the masjid. You know, like, so, uh, I, I just how I think about the... Yeah,
0: you know, uh, Shaykh Hamza, you, you want to add something about Quba?
6: Q- you know, the, just that narration, the famous narration of Abdullah bin Salam, right? the arrival in Medina, that first mm. arrival. The, the, what we're talking about that sentiment behind it, that feeling, that emotion. Yet, Rasulullah wasallam had his, you know, the focus was what? Unlike us, sometimes we achieve something and we get, uh, you know, happy or over-excited because of what we've done. Mm-hmm. And he might calm down or slow down. But Rasulullah right, Abdullah bin Salam was a, a Jewish scholar. Mm-hmm. He's coming. He's, what's all this fuss about? You know, what's going on? Why, why does everyone want to And I want to go see this person. Let me go see if he's, you know, the, if he's the real deal.
0: He's the real deal. And, it's not, it's not just all hype.
6: Right. And he arrives. He comes. And he says, there's a whole crowd of people. And they moved. And the first time I laid eyes on Rasulullah wasallam, the first thought that crossed my mind was, this is not the face of a liar right and wow. then he said the first words i heard out of his mouth were afsh salam wa atimut taam wasilu al arham wasadu bil billahi wal nasun yan tadkhul al jannata bisalam rawu abdullah ibn salam right the beautiful the 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 message that he came with was always the focus right? it was always the people around him
0: it's right?
6: he the first words he heard were spread salam spread peace wa atimut taam and feed others and join the ties of kinship, join ties of relationships and pray in the night time when people are sleeping do these four things, you will enter into paradise with peace, Allah's protection Sheikh
4: Abdul Wahab, I think we're hitting the bottom of the hour, I just want to let everyone know that we pray to Allah that Allah takes us there very soon now one of the
0: things that we are, I think it's important for them to understand Imam Ghazali Rahimullah mentions this in the wisdoms of ibn Latein, of the wisdoms of why they changed their direction within the salat He says that this is a is a, a strong uh, reflection of the Sahaba throughout their life in the sense that they did not wait for any secondary approval they did not wait for any secondary credi- credible source They didn't know who's like, you know, sometimes we hear hadith, someone tells us something, but who really said this? Is this really true? But where did it come from? Right? The people inside the masjid did not recognize the voice of those from outside. All they heard was the Prophet ﷺ has decided Allah has given him wahi that the qibla has changed. The Prophet's name was mentioned and that was enough for them to believe in it. Wow. They didn't need anything else. They didn't need like a third check source, a fourth source. It doesn't make logical sense. No, no, it was none of that. If the Prophet's name is attached to something, even if I cannot do it, there should be nothing but reverence and love for that command. If I don't understand it, that's not a lacking within the command or the amr. That's a lacking within my ability I of connecting. It. Because it doesn't really make sense. Why would you change your qib- Fiqhan, when you look at it in a, in a in a, in a within the lens of jurisprudence in law, their salat would still count. Salat would still count because it's about how you begin your prayer in that sense, right? You started properly, it was perfectly fine. But in between, without recognizing the voices, it wasn't the Prophet who came to them and said, Hey, change. It was random people. And there's a wisdom in that as well, because if the Prophet came, then of course you change. But if a person you don't recognize his voice comes, there has to be a secondary check. But no, the Prophet's name is mentioned. We must accept it, we must move forward with it. It is important for us in today's time as well to not get caught up in... Uh, of course, we have to always make sure we check what's coming to us, but don't get caught up in the hypersensitive society of always having to triple check something. If the Prophet's name is mentioned, we should have some love for it. If we can't do it, we find out how we can do it. And we ask the people that are around us to support us in doing it. right? And that's that's a story or a wisdom Imam Ghazali shares about qiblatain it wouldn't be there if there were people who always doubted the statement of the Prophet Allah says, "This is the only time in the Quran where Allah takes Qasim by your Lord. He could have said فَلَا fala فَلَا فَلَا fala فَلَا وَرَبِّكَ I take qasam by your Lord." And rahim Allah says, "Whenever La comes before Qasam, it's amplified even more." La wa rabbika, I swear by your Lord, Muhammad if these people don't believe in what you bring, meaning they don't decide all of their matters and affairs based upon what you brought down, then they have not brought iman in their life. We have to submit to the commandments of the Prophet It's not just about what comes from the Qur'an, it's about the prophetic tradition, and that's what makes us different, right?
4: That was, that was heavy. That was heavy.
0: I just felt like you, know, you guys already spoke about so much, but Qibla we kind of, you know, I just felt like we should add something. But may Allah bless Sheikh Hamza for joining us all in Oh man,
4: Sheikh Hamza, we, we miss you so much. We love you for the sake of Allah. I got to visit you
6: guys in chat, inshallah. inshallah. We want
4: you to join us next time and, and be with us, and hopefully you can visit us in Michigan soon. Yeah. And hope your family is well. What, can you quickly tell us how many kids you have?
6: Three, Alhamdulillah
4: three kids. Sheikh Hamza is a scholar. Sheikh Hamza's brother is a scholar who's also imam in San Francisco. Sheikh Hamza's brother-in-laws are both scholars. Father and, Jen is, is yeah. a junior
0: master.
4: Yeah, and Sheikh Hamza's sisters are scholars and also run, they control scholars, mashallah, you know. Um, and uh, mashallah, Sheikh Hamza's father and mother have so much favors upon me and my brothers that we can never pay back. He was... Um, he was, was he, he was your teacher. He was your math teacher? He was a mentor for us. He was, he was Sheikh Abdulaziz, Sheikh Abdul Wahhab's academic teacher also. And he was a mentor for them. He was a mentor for me. I love him so, so much. I miss him so much. When I was in San Francisco a few months, I, right when COVID started, there was like one, two cases in San Francisco. I was in San Francisco in March. And I saw his father. I could not hold myself. I, I, I sat down and I went straight to kiss him. He has so much love for us. We love him so much. We, me and Sheikh Hamza spent ten years together.
6: No, no, years. No, 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 more than ten years, more than
4: okay. ten years. No, no, Jeff, don't, Jeff. don't check, don't check the dates. But
0: but at least know, one decade. Not too much time, but you, you have to tell them, perhaps if you have time, how he took care of you when you had your um, your uh, appendix. 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 Appendix surgery. By the way, for the crowd, Sheikh Hamza is from Burma. He's Burmese right? So we're, it, there's a diverse, there's a diversity within the scholarship in North America, right? There's not just Pakistani, Indians, and Arabs. There's other people as well. To
4: protect the people of Burma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to include this, keep it a little personal. Yeah, oh,
6: just a side point. Yeah, Shayab Abdullah loves Burmese food also. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I do not like Burmese food. I, I, I will never criticize food, but I will not eat your culture food. So, you know, uh, so, the story we don't want to go all those stories. When I used to travel to Seattle and uh, families in Seattle would invite me, Sheikh Hamza is married to a, a sister from a family from Seattle. And my brother is married from a, a sister from Seattle. They're both friends, Sheikh Hamza Aziz. So, we are kind of like almost family here. And um, Sheikh Hamza, well, I talk about the appendix. This is one of the things that I remember that I think if Allah was to ask me, that you had do you have a friend that did some favor for you that you will like can never pay back? And I'll say Sheikh Hamza's name for that. Oh. When I was fourteen fifteen years old, uh I had severe abdominal pain. And I don't know what it was. Boarding school. I was in a boarding school. My parents were all the way in Michigan and I was living in Toronto. It's just five five hours away. If you include the border harassment, another five hours, you know. <laughs> um, so we were there and I was fifteen years old, younger, I think. And I had some extreme pain, and um, I and um, I don't know why. I feel like stomach pain or something go away, and then I didn't know what it was. Then I said, "Let's let's go to." And for the for the few hours I was in pain, like twelve hours, Sheikh Hamza was providing me food, care. He was he was literally the medical care- caregiver, social worker, fighting for my rights, trying to get rights. You know, you have to fight for your rights in boarding schools you know like can you get a ride to the airport or the hospital do you have insurance do you not have insurance like it's like my social worker fighting for my rights you know because you know sometimes you know sometimes like everyone's just read some fatiha get better (laughs) like no this is not a fatiha stuff this is something real serious you know anyways i finally went to the hospital and it was at late at night you know at 12 a.m and i don't know what happened some i think the x-rays and the the CT scans were fully not operating. Oh, they didn't have someone to operate them. The doctor said, "Take some medicine, you know, so go home." Excuse me? literally, he said, "Stomach pain." He checked my stomach. He said, oh, "Go I home." Didn't,
0: I, I didn't know. I, I we were the, uh, by the way. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, the doctor's like, "You, you have right, a yeah, You. you can, the
4: time I you, were weak man, you were really weak. I was really weak, you know, and you. And he's like, "You have probably some gas." I was like, "Man, this is a <laughs> this is a painful gas." You know, like, you know,
6: this is and, some, and, and I knew it was something serious because. Sheikh Abdullah, you know, he, he, doesn't, he, didn't, he didn't care. He, he could break his leg in hockey and he would keep playing. You know? <laughs> so, I,
4: I don't know. The stomach pain was bad. So I, I came back, spent the whole night in pain. Sheikh Hamza served me all night. Fajr time, I was like, it's bad. Then I was like, listen, I'm going to die. I need to go back to the hospital. Let's go back to the hospital. So I went back to the hospital at 9 a.m. in the morning, 10 a.m. in the morning. I, he fought for my rights again. <laughs> went to the hospital. I said, listen. I don't care. Get me to the CT scan. Get me to whatever test right away. They put me through the testing right away. I fought for it. And Sheikh Hamza was with me to the hospital. And and he wasn't like 20 years old. He's 15 years old. He's he's younger than me. Sheikh Hamza is younger than me by a couple of years. And then he um he, um he go through signs like your, your appendix is about to blow up. <laughs> I was like, oh, really? Now you guys know. to finally have a quick surgery. And I was like, I came here last night. Why didn't you guys treat me then? They're like, oh, we apologize. Anyways. Sheikh Hamza has. Jen, so, what did they tell you? They told you, but Jen, if you waited any longer, it would have blown up inside of you. They didn't they tell you? That? I think they tell everybody that. But you know, <laughs> you know, but the but it was it was exactly. serious, and Sheikh Hamza knows I'm very sensitive when it comes to food. I don't know not, I do not eat seafood, and I've traveled with him to his uncles in Seattle. He has so many relatives in Seattle, and they always have the most, you know, expensive, yeah. elegant seafood. Burmese food. It's, Burmese food is a very unique taste and it's good food. I, I like, you know, it's good people, good food. Everything is good about them. Yeah, I have an food. appetite for it. You know, I'm a very picky eater. And Sheikh Hamza would set me up all the time. <laughs> set me up. And I love him for that. You know, Alhamdulillah. I miss him so much. I miss your family. Please give our salam to your parents. Give our okay. salam to your beautiful daughters. And and, well, um, guys, and
6: honestly, you know, all the, uh, the programs. Very beneficial. Uh, a lot of my family, my nephews, nieces, uh, a lot of my family listen and they tune in and they're benefiting from a lot. Mashallah. Allah reward all of you, your brothers. I have one complaint. I, I, where's Sheikh Abdul Aziz? Where? where Who's who,
0: who, who Sheikh Abdul Aziz? Hiding,
4: man. <laughs> you no, know, no. Who? Excuse me. Who's Sheikh Abdulaziz? What
6: What is this? What's this discrimination? Just because he's a middle child? What, what are you?
4: Are you? Are you his social worker now? He's a <laughs> social worker too. <laughs> Sheikh Abdulaziz is our third brother. So you saw me. Uh, my name is Abdullah. Uh, Mufti Abdul Rahman calls me baijan because I'm the eldest in age. Sheikh Abdul Rahman is eldest in knowledge, and then uh, Sheikh Abdul Rahman is number two. Sheikh Abdulaziz is the, he's number three, and Sheikh Aziz is. Um, he is in. He's going to the third year in medical school. So when you're in medical school and you are um, taking your steps, you are useless. <laughs> that is your usefulness, man. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to be useful after six, seven years when he makes money. But right now, right now he's, you know, he's heavy. To, shout out to everyone in the crowd, we won't need to ask for Miftah
0: Sustainers as much.
4: No, Allah And his efforts and what he's doing. Sheikh Abdul Wahab is number four, and Sheikh Abdul Rahim is number five, who actually has a severe migraine. So make du'a for him. So, um, our parents have sacrificed their lives, their time. Sheikh Hamza's parents sacrificed um, uh, their lives and their time. Sheikh Hamza, both of his, uh, him and his brother, came from Poughkeepsie, upstate New York, Wappinger Falls. Wappinger Falls. Yeah, you gotta say, yeah,
6: right, Wappinger's Falls.
4: Wappinger's Falls. Something's falling from Wappinger's. And came from that Poughkeepsie town. Nobody knew where that town was. But what I have to say, the town has produced some of the greatest scholars. Sheikh Hamza, yeah. and Sheikh Osama Mehter, leading okay. in San Francisco. We miss you both. And we ask Allah to unite us again in this dunya safely and in fill those with our families. Jazakumullah Khair. Everyone, please uh, greet Sheikh Hamza. He was our special guest from San Francisco. And we want to make sure that you guys are following through with all of our programs Friday. Every night, every night at 5 p.m. 5 p.m., we have the history of the Kaaba. Please make sure to watch that video. Uh, the video series are coming out, especially in the days of the Hijjah. Every night at 9.30 we have our program, the virtual Hajj. Sheikh Masmari and uh, and, uh, and um, Sheikh, uh, myself and Sheikh Abdurrahman every single night, 9.30. Today we had a special guest, Sheikh Hamza, um, joined us. So please don't forget to join us. I hope you're enjoying it. Please share it with your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Sheikh Rahab just shared the link with Miftah um, Sustainers. Please, if you have money and you can spare 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 dollars every month for a cause... That will outlive your life. You know, when you go to you go to the graves of the sahaba, that's what they did. Their sahaba outlived, they lived 50 years, 60 years, but their lives have still continued. Mm-hmm. He said, There's some people they died, but they're not dead, they're still alive in our hearts. They're still alive. So, once you live beyond your life by donating to Miftah every single month, every single month, ten dollars, twenty dollars, thirty dollars, forty dollars, and it will serve for the students of knowledge, for sponsoring of people who can't afford, and the growth of the institution inshallah.
1: Um,
4: we have telling
0: about tomorrow's class with um, Sheikh Joe Bradford. I mean, yeah, I, I, I want the crowd, I want everyone to know that we we are doing our best to bring the best of each field to provide classes on different topics. So last week we had Imam Mikhail Smith. Who has a book on emotional intelligence.
4: So he taught a class on that. Everybody likes that class. And everyone's asking about that, that class. And he's going to do a part two as well, inshallah. So can people people still watch the video? Because people have been asking me if yeah, they didn't yeah. watch it. Use that same... The, the, everything is stored on our website. That
0: same link you can use. You can still watch all the classes, the videos. And tomorrow we have Sheikh Joe Bradford, who is from Houston. And who per, I personally have benefited from his talks on zakat.
4: Um, who speaks about zakat using the same traditional uh, foundation? Oh, hold on, hold on. Let them know that if they gotta pay zakat, they can give it to us too.
0: Yeah, they can give it to us too. Obviously, we'll I, mean, I told you, to do that you know, gotta tell them that you can give it to us. Let, but,
4: brother, um, let brother Joe know we take the zakat. We we'll take uh, uncle. Let, yeah. let, brother Joe, let brother Joe know that we take the dough. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uncle Sam. We we'll take Uncle Sam.
0: But inshallah, please join inshallah tomorrow's class. It's free for everyone. Hopefully, you and the family enjoy it. And um, may Allah bless you all for joining on a nightly basis. And that is Sheikh Father's son in law. It is for that person
4: I was asking. Barakallah, everybody. Take care. Good night from us. Sheikh Hamza, salamu alaikum, Sheikh Abdul Wahab, salamu alaikum. And thank you so much, Mufti Abdul Wahab, for joining us. You literally put so much light into it. We had a really great dynamic team today. Sheikh Masmari, Sheikh Hamza Mahdur from San Francisco, Mufti Abdul Wahab at Miftah headquarters. We had Aqib, brother Aqib, beautiful. Uh, recitation of the Prophet's and this,
0: Praises. Saw, and Bajan, I think this is the first time I saw you with a turban, so everyone's asking about your
4: turban, man. Today's so, Friday. So, it's Friday, it's Friday, the yeah, hijjah, special moment. You I have to share one thing. Yes. You, Allah, is
6: that, you know, I hope everything is okay in Flint. I know there's people going through different challenges with the lockdown and everything, but we should be considerate of others in their situations. You know, some people have to live in you know Flint, Michigan, and other places. You trying
0: to say that Flint, Michigan, is a tiny town? That's what
4: he's saying. What are you trying to say, Flint? <laughs> I
6: to say, you, know, you might want See, to come up to Bay Area.
4: Let me, let me tell you number one: Did anybody know Makkah? It was an empty town. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has made it the best town in the world. That's good. That was yeah. Yathrib? Nobody knew Yathrib. All of a sudden, we're talking about it all day today. Flint's wow. gonna have the same hip future. So what? You know, inshallah, Flint's gonna be recognized. You don't know.
1: I Amin, mean, wa inshallah. 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 <laughs>